What a powerful word through the song. In the fullness of your grace, in the power of your name, <laughs> like no other, no other name given unto men that we will be saved. But by the name of Jesus, I dare you to get on the devil's nerve and shout Jesus one time. Something about that name. Amen. God bless you. Amen. As we remain standing to read our holy text for today. The series is entitled A Time of Harvest, which is the theme for this year of 2018 here at the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. This is part two of sermon number one. I said to you earlier that God has instructed me to take my time to preach this message. I, we, we're going to just do whatever God says uh, throughout this series. Our text this morning is found in the book of Job, chapter 13, one verse, verse 15. And we're reading from the New King James Version. Job chapter 13 and verse 15. Hear the words of Job as he responds to his friends. Those friends that in verse 4 he called worthless physicians. Calls them miserable comfortables says, when I'm going through something, none of you are there for me. But that's all right. I've got somebody who can comfort me. Amen. Verse 15. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even so, I will defend my own ways before him. And the church said, amen. amen. Reach over and catch someone by the hand. The series is entitled, A Time of Harvest. This is part two of message number one. Once again, squeeze those hands, look at someone, and say, trust the process. Amen. Trust the process. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Trust the process trust the process when we speak of the process we talk about the process that we are experiencing we are speaking of the things in life that we must go through in order to obtain the harvest we so desire I need you to help me and look at someone and say, everybody has to go through something. And I don't care how deep you are, how holy you are, everybody has to go through something. Amen. And we must be willing to not only go through it, 
we must be willing to trust God as we go through it. The process, as we said to you on last week, and we will continue to say throughout this series, the process involves not only God's plans for our lives, but it also, listen to this, involves God's timing, God's order in which he allows those plans to unfold. Oftentimes, we, we like God's plans. We just don't like his timing. Because we have become so impatient, we think that God has to bless us the moment we make our request known to him. Now, he can, he will, and he has done that. But he doesn't have to do it. Doesn't have to bless you the moment you ask for it. I like what the church of old used to say when it says, he may not come when you want him, but he is on time. We live in an impatient society. We live among people who have absolutely no patience, even for the good things that are going to happen in their lives. I've said to you before that God's delay is not because God is working on your blessing. God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. God doesn't have to work on anything. He didn't have to work on the creation of the earth. He spoke, and it was to pass. He said, let there be, and it was so what make us think that God has to work on our blessing? God has already created blessings with our name on it. What God is doing is waiting on us to be in a position that we can receive and enjoy the blessings that he has for us. In fact, God does us favors we don't even know about. He does not always give us what he has for us at the wrong time. He purposely holds back some things for us because he knows even the right thing at the wrong time can mess a lot of us up. If the truth be told, a lot of us were not in any position to receive some things God has. Some of the things that you are enjoying now, if God would have did it for you 10 years ago, some of you would have wasted, not appreciated, may not even recognize what God is doing. But, but when you go through some things and you kind of hit rock bottom, and, and, and you can, every experience make you appreciate something. You take things for granted until you've gone through it or you know somebody have gone through it. And, and, and over the past year or so, there's some things as relates to mental health and others that God has been showing me that I said, God, why didn't I realize that before? God said, because it never touched you. 
Some things, when it touches you, you have a greater appreciation for what other people go through. Can I preach to somebody? When you fall flat on your back, when you lose your job and your house, then perhaps you're not so sanctimonious. You're not so judgmental. And you don't always point the finger and call people lazy and worthless because it happened to you and you weren't lazy and worthless. Sometimes things happen. That's why I will always be tolerant. A folk would criticize me and say, as a preacher, said, you, you allow anything or anybody to come to your church? I say, point number one, I don't have a church. Point number two, these people belong to God. And, and, and anybody, all of us have something in our lives that God has. Come on, somebody. Uh, you, see, see here, here we are. We, we, we sometimes have views on things until it hits our house. People are degenerates until it hits your house. Then, well, well, we just got to pray because they're still good people. Yeah, they've been good people all along, but you've been so judgmental with people because of what they were going through, you couldn't see the God in them because of the judgment in you. And so my prayer all the time, my prayer all the time, Brother Glover, is that, Lord, help me to be able to appreciate the struggles that other people go through. Because but by the grace of God, that could be me. Or next year, it may be you. Come on, somebody. You may have the breakdown next week. And you may have the layoff next week. And you may struggle with a divorce next week. Your child may be incarcerated next week. So don't you judge anybody. Don't you look down. You don't know what God is up to. God can use whoever he wants. And let me say this for the record. Sometimes prison is a pit stop for transformation. Sometimes struggles and trials are pit stops for transformations. So you don't understand the process. You just trust God that God will make a way. Somehow, may I preach this? The process is so important. And it does matter. And although we may not understand always what God is up to, we still must be willing to trust him even when we cannot trace it. We must be willing to trust him even when we do not understand his instructions. And we, even when we do not agree with how God is doing it, we still must be willing to say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, until I die, the old folk, you say, I'm going to trust in the Lord until I die. Why? Because the process that God has taken us through will eventually lead to a blessed and a bountiful harvest. But we must trust that God knows what he is doing. Amen. In this text, in this 
beautiful sacred text that is found in the book of Job. Job was a man who had an awesome testimony. Job was called the richest man in the land. But here's what the text says. He loved God, shunned evil. He treated everybody right. Job was rich, but yet Job didn't allow his possessions to go to his head. Some folk can't stand to be blessed. You know, you got some folk who were all right when they didn't have anything. But just a, a little prosperity goes to some people's head. Amen, somebody. But, but you ought to always treat everybody like they are somebody, regardless of who you think they are or what they do not have. Because everything you have, it was God's grace that gave it to you. Job was rich, but Job knew that the Lord was responsible for everything he had. So the Bible says there was a time when the sons of God came to present themselves before God. And the Bible says, and Satan showed up also. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you been? And he says, I have been walking through the earth and there are so many evil people on the earth and, and nobody seems to love you. Nobody is walking upright. And God brought up the name of Job. I want you to know that it wasn't Satan's choice to mess with Job. God brought up the name of Job. Good God Almighty. God had so much faith in Job that God laid him out to be tried and tempted by the devil because God knew that Job was much more than what he looked like. See, a whole lot of folk are a mile wide and an inch deep. Can I preach? That, yeah, they can shout and sing and he come, I come and do all of that, but they can't take a little bit of trouble. They're all right. They come to church when things are going right, but let somebody not call them. Let somebody get on their nerve. Let just one somebody offend them. Then all of a sudden, their relationship with God suffers. A mile wide, an inch deep. But Job was deep in his faith. God said to Satan, Well, have you considered my servant Job, there is none on earth like him. And even the devil recognizes when God has his hands on you. Satan says, I know all about Job. I know, look, go read the text when you go home, chapter 1. I know about Job. I know his whole family is protected by you. I know there's a hedge around Job. And so I, even if I wanted to get to him, I can't get to him. But here's what the devil didn't realize, because Satan is not omniscient. He does not know everything. He only knows what he sees. And the devil thought that Job served God because God blessed Job. Uh, the devil thought that Job just used God as a sugar daddy, as somebody who blessed him, and he didn't care about God. But what the devil would soon find out was that Job know how to praise God. Broke, sick, and lonely. Is there anybody in here know how to praise God during your worst time? I, I, oh, 
all I need is about 50 witnesses. The rest of y'all, y'all just sit there. But I, I just need a handful of people that just know how to praise God during your worst days when the children are acting crazy and the money is funny and your light beer is twice as much as what it was last month. Oh, good God almighty. Uh, I, any of you got your December light bill then you you ought to you ought to know that I know how to praise God when I don't have much left because my relationship with God is not predicated on how much stuff I have and just in case the devil is wondering I know how to give him my best praise on my worst days in fact I will bless him right now just a handful of people all you need is a thought about something that God did for you you ought to give God your throw your head back and from the depths of your belly just begin to Shabbat the Lord your God begin, begin to the Hebrew term Shabbat means a, a yell from the depths of your belly ay, 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 ay. let the city hear you declare I am one blessed somebody. Y'all sit down, y'all sit down. May I preach? So here goes Satan. He touches Job's children. And they all died in a natural disaster at their brother's house. He touches Job's possessions and they all vanish away in a fire and a natural disaster <laughs> Job in chapter 1 Satan said now Job what do you got to say Job said I got something to say the Lord gives and the Lord taketh away I will still praise the name <laughs> of the Lord how many of you can say God you still get my praise look at somebody and say trust the process Satan goes back to God and says there's something about that Job his children are dead uh, his cattle are gone he's now broke he is poor, but he still seems to trust you. I've got one more request. Let me touch his body. Let me bring sickness on him, and I'll make him curse you to your face. God smiled and said, go ahead. Touch his body, but you can't take his life. Satan goes and touches his body and Job breaks out with illnesses from the top of his head to the crown of his feet. And, and Job is sick, so sick that his wife says, why don't you curse God and die? And Job said, woman, you speak as one who is foolish. God has been so good to me. I will still praise God in the midst of all that I'm going, and even if I die, if a man dies, shall he live again? Ooh, you've got to trust the process. 
when you don't understand why or what you are going through. Job's friends come over to Job's house, sit for days. We're not just talking about any friend. We're talking about best friends, childhood friends. You know these kind of, I, I got some in here. Alfred and Renzo and all of these guys, they've been my friends all my life. Childhood friends. Friends that know your secrets and keep them. <laughs> I'm talking about friends that are sit there with you through thick and thin and uh, friends that should have been with Joe every step of the way. Jimmy Taylor and Wesley, all of us go way back. Just friends like that. And so they come over to Job and they sit there. And they conclude, Mother Marvel Diamond, that Job, you are not who we thought you were. We are your friends, but we've got to tell you the truth, Job. You, 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 you got some sin going on in your life. You, you, you have obviously displeased God. And so in verse number four, in chapter 13, I said this, Job said to them, but you forgers of lies. You worthless physicians. In other words, I've been your friend all my life. I, I, I've given you my, you know how, you know Job has done some things for them and looked out for them. And Job, Job was saying, I've been with you all my life and you don't have the faith to stand by me. You are forgers of lies. You are worthless physicians. Oh, that you would be silent. Verse number five, and it would be your wisdom. Now hear my reasoning. Job's, I just want to let you know what I'm going through. And I know I hear you. You said that I've done something and, and perhaps I, I need to just give up on this faith journey. But I've got news for you that God has been too good to me to ever walk out on him. How many of you know God has been good to you? And then Job utters these words and Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I got news for you. Even if God did it, I still trust him. And even if God brought it to me, I still trust him. Because I know the God I serve will make a way somehow. I just need a handful of people to put your hands together and say, Lord, I trust you. Come on, somebody, help me declare, Lord, I trust you. Job in chapter 14 in verse 1 says, A man is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. He comes forth like a flower and he fades away. Job jumps down in verse 14 of that same chapter and says, Yes, even if I die, I'll live again. But this is the part I like. All the days of my heart service, the regular King James said, My appointed time, will I wait? 
until my change comes. Woo! Catch somebody by the hand and say, I am going to wait right here. And I don't care how long it takes. I'm going through something right now. It's just a process that I'm going through. But I trust God so much that I believe that when this is over, that God's got a better blessing for me. And it may not happen this week or next week. It may be October, November, December. Even if it's 2019, I'm going to wait on God. I just need a few folk that are waiting on God to come through in your life. Tell somebody God will work it out. Oh, can I preach? Should I preach? I feel like preaching. God told me to tell you that you're going through a process. Process doesn't happen overnight. And you may have to cry sometime. You may have some worthless friends in your life. You may have some forgers of lies. You may have some miserable comforters in your life. But when they walk out of your life, fall on your knees and there is a friend that sticks closer than any other friend how many of you know that god will always be by your side you must trust him when you don't understand him you must trust him when things are not going right in your life you must trust the lord your god at all times i need a few witnesses I just need a few witnesses. Is there anybody in here whose body has ever been sick, but yet you trust him? Wave those hands in the air. Is there anybody in here whose finances ever been a little funny and a little strange, but you still trust him? Wave those hands in the air. Is there anybody in here who your good friends became your chief enemies, but you still trust God like you never trust God before? Is there anybody in here who almost gave up, but just before you gave up, you remember something that only God did for you and you refuse to give up. Wave your hands in the air. Now anybody who waved your hand in the air, stand to your feet. And we are about to do something and tell your neighbor, neighbor, excuse me, I am about to put a praise on this testimony. Tell him I'm still going through something, but I trust him. I'm still holding on. I still believe that. Come on, church. Come on. Think of one thing. One thing, God help you come through that you would not have done it if God didn't do it. Tell somebody he's still 
glory, though he slay me, yet will I. Lord, I trust you. 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 Sick, but trust you. Broke, but trust you. Lonely, but... I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. Somebody help me say, Lord, I trust you. your head back and say, Lord, I trust you. Don't know how, but I trust you. Don't know where, but I trust you. Don't know who you're going to use to bless me. Put a praise on it. Put a praise on it. Put it You've got two minutes to give God your best praise for everything you're going through. She went back last week and the doctor said what we thought was there is no longer there. Lord, I... Baby, you've got a right to praise God. Woo! Anybody want to trust him? Come on, leave your seat. Meet me at this altar. Bring your best praise. Bring your best praise.
way. He's making a way. Look at somebody say, he's making a way. He's making a way. Trust the process. Trust the process. Trust what you're going through. Listen, this young lady that was praising God a couple weeks ago after Bible study, tears running down her face. Her mother, you, we all know her mother, Anna Amos, Colonel Amos, beautiful woman of God, went on to be with the Lord. The aunt said, Pastor, they said, I've got what my mom had. She said, I'm so afraid. <laughs> I don't have anybody left. <laughs> the devil said, I'm going to take you too. <laughs> and I said, baby, I don't know what God is going to do. <laughs> I don't claim to be a prophet or anybody. All I know is that God is able to heal you. But it's up to God to do it. <laughs> we touch and agree. I got a call last week and said, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> it's not there anymore. I am cancer free. Don't tell me what God cannot do. With those hands. Here's how it ends. Job chapter 42. And when Job prayed for his friends, verse 10, the Lord turned the captivity of Job and gave Job twice as much as he had before. And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed. Go back there, go back there. When he prayed, for the friends that he called miserable comforters, worthless physicians. When Job forgave his friends and prayed for somebody else, the Lord turned his situation around. Verse number 10, and gave Job twice as much as he had before. Verse number 11 now. Look at what happened in verse number 11. Then all his brothers and all his sisters and all those who had been his acquaintance before came to him, ate food with him in his house, and they consoled him and comforted him for all the adversity that the Lord had brought upon him. This is the part I like. And each one gave him a piece of silver and each a ring of gold. God will raise up people in your life that God will use 
to bless you amen but we've got to trust him we have to trust the process the old song says I will trust in the Lord until I die I will stay on the battlefield until I die it won't be easy I'm not here to tell you that it will happen overnight but I am here to tell you that if you trust the process God will eventually turn things around on your behalf any witnesses in here come on brother Bill I will trust in the Lord. I will trust. That's right. In the Lord. Old, old school church. I like that. I will trust. I trust in the Lord till I. Somebody say, I, I will trust in the Lord. Sing, sing. I, I will woo. trust. I like that. In the Lord. I will trust in the Lord till I die. Put your hands Come together, on, everybody. Over, put your hands around somebody's shoulders. Look at somebody and say, it's just the process. Tell them this too will pass. You can't quit in the middle of the process. God uses all kinds of people 
to bless us. And what the enemy wants us to do is to quit and to give up. See, God had already spoken Job's deliverance even before his temptation. God told the devil, you can touch him temporarily, but you cannot take his life. God had already preordained that when you get through messing with him, devil, <laughs> I'm going to bless Job with twice as much as what he had before. Look at somebody and say, get ready for the overflow. If folk didn't like you before, if, if your haters didn't like you before, tell them, wait until God gets through. Wait until you come through this process. Watch God bless you. But listen, it begins with a relationship. The reason Job could trust God is because Job had a relationship before he went through it. And you've already made that initial step. You come to church. We got the week. The Lord says, I appreciate your attendance. Now I'm looking for your commitment. Commitment means, Lord, I'm with you. I'm committing to something greater than myself. I commit to more than just coming to church. I am committing to becoming the church. Ooh, not the organization, not Bible way, but the church that God said is built upon the rock. Ooh. So God is challenging someone now. Perhaps your walk with the Lord has not been what it should be. Perhaps you want to recommit your life to the Lord. And listen, if you are a parent, grandparent, you have children, grands, and you set the example. You set the example. I've seen parents come to this altar with their children and say, I want my children to know that there's something greater than our family. And that is the family of God. Close those eyes, if you will. Trust the process. And although you may be going through something, Job said, although he slay me, yet will I trust in him. <laughs> Chapter 14, verse 14. He says, all the day of my appointed time, all the days of my hard times, will I wait until my change comes. And God blessed Job with twice as much as what he had before. God's getting ready to bless you like you've never been blessed before. Can I speak this one prophetic word? I don't know who this is for, but I need everybody to touch somebody and say, God said, when you come through this, he'll bless you like you've never been blessed before. But you've got to come through. <laughs> I don't know who that is for. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out. Sister Cynthia Brown, I know you're a woman of God. Another, I'm just putting it out in the atmosphere. Sometimes you just got to put the word out and let somebody hold on to it. God says when you come through this, whoo, when you come through this, I'll bless you like you've never been blessed before. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. 
we honor you this day. We trust you when we cannot see you, when we don't understand what you're going through. Like Job, many of us have gone through some things. Perhaps many have lost some things, but we'll never give up our faith. We will never give up the confidence we have in your provision. But we know that you keep making ways over and over and over again. The song said, every time I turn around, you keep making a way. So we say thank you. We are thanking you today on this 14th day of January, the year 2018, for what you're going to do the rest of this year. Whew. We are thanking you in advance for a harvest that we have not yet seen, but we know is on the way because we trust the process. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Those who know it is so said amen. Amen. Put your arms around somebody. Say trust the process. If you are here today and you, you want to make that commitment, if you want to make that commitment, Come on, if you want to join the church and you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, amen. If you're here today, come. God is waiting on you. God is waiting on you. That's right, this is your day. I will trust. Come on, just, just stand right here, wherever you are. Wherever you are. Somebody else, come on, I will stay on this battlefield. Anyone else, come on, just step out by faith. Look at God. God, God's sending people. God says, although you're going through something, I'll be right there with you. I'll stay on. Look at God. Somebody else is coming. Oh, clap those hands. Amen. They came to join the church today. Give, I will look at God. Look at God. Look at God. Somebody else. You have to walk out of your comfort zone. Perhaps God is calling somebody else. Come I'm on. I'm going to treat everybody right. I'm going to treat everybody. Treat everybody. Anybody else? I am. Oh, yes, sir. Put those hands together. Anybody else? Yes, come on. Treat that. Amen. Give God a hand of praise. Gonna treat everybody right. Yes, Anybody else is coming? Somebody else is coming to Listen, I want to say this before the benediction slowly. God dropped this in my spirit. This has been one of my mantras for a long time, and I saw it on a uh, church billboard the other day. God says, I'm sending people 
to the kingdom that don't always look like you. And you may not listen to this. You may not always agree with people and their lifestyle choices. Or, but, but I'm here, and, and trust me, I, I'm not saying anything that God, I prayed on this. And God says, I'm sending them to the altar for a reason. Because here's the order. They must first believe. Then they must feel like they belong. And then they will behave. See, we want folk to behave, then we'll let them belong. God says, no, you've got to treat them like you love them and anybody else and stop being so judgmental. And this is between God and them. God knows what he's doing. God is speaking to people. So the word is out. Anybody is welcome at God's altar. I don't care who you are or what you're going through. God says, I'll take care of the transformation. And so in this time of harvest, watch God transform people's lives. So no matter who they are, if they walk down those aisles and stand at this altar, they are one of us. Can I say that again? Because if they believe, they belong. And God says, I'll help them to behave because it starts with God's transformation. Because it wasn't too long ago we weren't behaving too kindly either. And God accepted us. Amen, somebody. Give God a hand of praise. As you stand for the benediction, on this Tuesday night, I'm going to have a special handout for you. It's called Five Steps to the Process. And it's five distinct steps on what it takes to reap a harvest. It begins with planting a seed. It continues with watering the seed. It began, goes on with fertilizing and feeding that seed. It then goes to weeding out the weeds, every distraction in your life. You need to come back Tuesday night because some of you got to do some weeding out. There's some people in your life that are weeds that will choke your harvest. And then finally, God says, just wait on the harvest. And watch me bless you. Amen. Thank you so much. Put your hands together. Give God a hand of praise. As we lift those hands before the Lord, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor. And may the Lord give you his peace. And the church said, Amen. Greet someone perhaps you do not know. And amen. Thank you. God bless you.